Hey everybody, this is A7X Fan Ben, and welcome to blog number 32 of Pirates with Ben. And that means that I've been doing this for a month now. So I've started uh, blogging on, I think, May 11th, 2018. So the first month has gone pretty well. I'm actually surprised by how many video blogs I've done, but pleasantly surprised. But like I said, they take less time than the written blogs, and uh, it's usually more fun too, and I feel like it's more of a personal experience. And it allows me to do video and audio content essentially at the same time, rather than just written. So then I have two out of the three mediums covered instead of one. And uh, I don't really have much more news on the site yet. I'm kind of doing mostly other things for now, but I still I'm still going to add more to uh, the PiratesWithBen.com site, of course. And one thing I just wanted to mention: a lot of times uh, newbies, especially, have questions about different game concepts and things like that, or how things work, or what happened um, during a game or how something worked. And I just want to say that since the game has been out since 2004 and a lot of things are in the past now, um, not that there's not a good future for the game, but there's a lot of things that are already out there and answers that you can find. So I'm going to link to, in the description below, I'm going to link to a video I have that's never going to be all that popular or get many likes. But um, the search function at Miniature Trading is actually a great way to find answers on things. I highly recommend it, um, especially if you have a question about a specific game piece or a specific topic, because um, sometimes questions come up that have been answered like five times in the past 10 years, for example, because um, the game might not be super old, but it has been out of print for about a decade now. So a lot of a lot of things have been covered. So not that you should shy away from questions, but um, a lot of times the answers you're looking for are, are already out there in some form or another. Sometimes it's harder to find than others, but, and of course some questions don't have answers yet, which is always fun. So, uh, the next thing, the deal of the day, um, this is kind of random. The deal of the day is kind of stagnant right now. There were some auctions that ended yesterday on Sunday before I was able to get the written blog post up. Uh, God Mason actually had a few Ocean's Edge or a few different sets of uh, tournament pack ships up, along with a message in a bottle pack. And the message in a bottle pack said it sold for 25 which was the starting bid. Um, that would have been the deal of the day. But, um, but my point was that uh, the deal of the day is a little bit stagnant because there's not that many auctions up right now. And inevitably, with if I keep doing this blog every day, uh, the deal of the day is going to have to repeat sometimes. It's not yet, but um, and I'll try to find like individual things that are like small scale that are interesting, or I'll try to find deals on other sites, not just eBay, which I've already done. But um, but I'm going to have to repeat them sometimes because sometimes uh, the the quantity of stuff out there on the market is not not always worth uh, worth looking at like every single day. So sometimes, like, you know, that 36-pack lot of OE for $40 is just so much better than most of the other deals out there that I, I won't be able to help but feature it more than once. So in this case, though, uh, three packs of Ocean's Edge for $6 with free shipping from that same seller, Wild Loot Sellers, that's a pretty good deal. So you get $2, $2 per pack, a dollar per ship, essentially. This is a really good way to get started. Uh, you could buy this as a gift, maybe, to a beginner player that you plan on teaching or you could just kind of expand your collection a little bit if you don't have a lot of Ocean's Edge or whatever. Or if you're watching this and you don't have pirate stuff yet, this is a good way to get started because you'll get six ships for $6 and uh, you'll be able to test some things out without being limited to just one pack. But you also won't have to spend, you know, $20, $50 to get, you know, a collection that you, 
if, if you don't end up liking the game that much, you won't have to have a bunch of extra stuff lying around. And then as kind of like a little a little extra deal of the day, um, that member of the Facebook group has uh, Ocean's Edge Davy Jones up. So um, for me, it's showing 250 shipping, so you might want to look at some of his other stuff to try to get like a combined shipping deal if you are interested in any of his other items. But this is a this is the all-powerful Davy Jones from Ocean's Edge. So a rare crew, not a super rare set, but definitely an interesting crew um, that can really spice up your games. From so from a gameplay and a price perspective, this is a this is a neat opportunity to get him individually. So card of the day, I'll go sets one through fourteen. Set number three is what it's coming up with today. So I'm gonna go to Revolution. I'm going to the unlimited version because I know from doing this in the past that some of the the RV special edition box ships, they number 145 to 148, but I guess they were only in the unlimited version. So if you do the original Revolution at Miniature Trading, it only goes to 144. So I want to include all the game pieces up to 148. So I'll hit extended format, and then I'll go 1 to 148 on the RNG, random number generator, and I get number 82, which I really, I'm kind of blanking, even on the faction. Oh, nice. Okay, so we've got the Philadelphia, which is an American ship. So this is a blockade runner. This was the set. Revolution is when the Americans were introduced to pirates. So they got a lot of good stuff in this set, especially ship-wise. Um, so the Philadelphia is a two-massive blockade runner on common ship, number 82. Um, 11 points, 3 cargo, SL move. Both cannons are 5S. So not a not a gunship, obviously, but... She's got a really unique ability. So you only any derelict this ship explores, both ships become docked at your home island. So this is a cool ability that first showed up on uh, the uh, Harbinger and Commander Temple from Spanish Main. And the Americans actually got USS New Orleans, which is a pretty similar ship to the Philadelphia a couple sets later with South China Seas. But this is a really cool ability that I find pretty useful. I've used it multiple times, and it's done pretty well for me. And the Philadelphia specifically is a pretty good ship. Uh, the New Orleans is really good competition because she's one point more but has better cannons um, but worse speed. So the New Orleans is better at uh, at combat and being maybe not a hybrid. But the Philadelphia strikes me as either an empty gold runner with a good ability in a pinch. If you sign, if you see like a if you're able to use an escort with the Philadelphia, you could you could dismass an enemy gold runner and then the Philadelphia after getting some gold she could explore that enemy gold runner and then get both ships home and if the enemy gold runner explored you could get two ships worth of gold like warped back to your home island at the same time so that's pretty cool uh, in terms of crew combos like I'll try to do the I'll try to do the different game sizes that's one thing I haven't done as much with the card of the day for the video uh, video blog so 40 point games the Philadelphia I would recommend either empty or maybe with a helmsman or an explorer. So she's not going to be a gunship, so I'd never really recommend a captain. So in a 40-point game, you don't want to spend too many points on a ship like this. You want to make sure you have some firepower um, so that you'll be able to explore enemy derelicts in the first place. So maybe the Franklin with a captain and helmsman, for example, as a gunship possibly. So the Philadelphia in a smaller game will mostly be a gold runner, and she's going to be looking to explore enemy derelicts at the opportune moment. And uh, so a helmsman would be good because that boosts her speed. And then an explorer. The English uh, have Commander Temple, so they have this ability in crew form, which is really cool because 
you want to have some kind of extra action available with this ability. So it's really cool if you do have that because then you can you can move to the enemy ship and then explore it with the extra action. But the Americans don't have many, they don't really have any, any cheap uh, extra action type crew. So it's kind of tough to, to get sources of that for the Americans. Um, Commodore Edward Preble is a Admiral's action crew from Barbary Coast. So if you roll sixes with him, you could use that extra action with the Philadelphia. Uh, the reason I talk about that, though, is because your opponent will see this coming unless you're using Commander Temple, because they can see the ship ability. So if they see you um, approaching, they could see you from afar approaching one of their ships that's either weak or already a derelict, and then they're probably going to try to stop you, because this is a relatively powerful ability, especially if you can warp home um, a ship with gold already aboard. And then you don't have to tow it back or repair it and tow it back or sail it back and stuff like that. So if they see you coming, they're probably going to try to stop you. So um, one thing I want to mention, too, is you can't use an Explorer um, crew to bypass this ability. So it says you only need any derelict this ship explores. But the Explorer crew refers specifically to islands. And there might be some, some other caveat in there. Um, I forget if Wolf mentioned it, probably multiple times in the past, um, but you basically can't use an explorer to explore a derelict as part of a move action, so it it's refers to islands. So in that case, when I say the Philadelphia could use an explorer, that is that is to be a gold runner. That's not to try to cheat the ability. That would be, that breaks the rule of the ability. So, um, And then in bigger games, I would say mostly the same crew setup. I would probably put an oarsman aboard. Um, whether you have a Helmsman or an Explorer, you could try all three, maybe Helmsman, Explorer, and Oarsman, then she could be a scout ship, and then also try to use her ability um, if the if the opportunity arises. And as, as the game gets bigger, I mean, it's not, it's not a ship you're going to spend a ton of points on either way. I guess you could experiment with, uh, if you have the points available, there's a version of Montana Maze with the extra action ability, along with a few other American crew. Um, so you could try one of those aboard, but in that case, I would recommend an oarsman to keep them safe and probably a helmsman too. So um, in that case, though, those ship, those crew would probably be better on USS New Orleans because she's a better gunship and more. She'd be a better ship to have extra action crew on in the first place. So it just depends on your collection, though. The the New Orleans is a lot more rare because of her set. So it just depends on what you've got. So the Philadelphia overall game piece rating out of ten is kind of a little bit difficult because she's Kind of a kind of an expensive gold runner for her cargo size, but the ability makes her stand out and makes her a pretty cool ship. I would say maybe seven point five out of ten. I want to give her higher, but between the bad the bad cannons, um, three cargo for eleven points is not fantastic. I mean, it's not terrible for the Americans, but seven point five out of ten sounds about right given uh, the ship's niche as like a as a small but somewhat expensive gold runner that also has a really cool ability that can uh, that can be used effectively uh, to flip a game, honestly, at the right moment. But it's also an ability that you want to use, and it sounds maybe cooler than it is sometimes, so you'll try to use it. And then either the opportunity doesn't come, or your opponent will scuttle the ship, or, um, or the Philadelphia will just get obliterated on the way to try to steal a ship. So... Um, Sometimes it, it sounds more attractive than it actually works out, but 
still, I think the Philadelphia is a pretty good ship and one of my one of my favorite American ships, I guess. Um, so seven and a half out of ten sounds about right. So picture of the day is actually not economy edition because I looked through the folder and none of the pictures were taken on June 11, 2015. So I guess I didn't play economy that day. So this is actually a picture from Vassal Campaign Game One, which I played with Xerix in uh, late winter, spring of 2016. And this shows the Spanish faction with an expanded home island at the bottom left. And you can see they have this immense, gigantic network of native canoes that are ferrying gold. They are one massive galleys because the, the native canoes aren't a ship type in Vassal yet. So we just proxy them with the uh, one massive galleys. So the native canoe chain system is uh, ferrying gold to the Spanish home island where there's some also some ships either bringing other gold back or maybe repairing. Um, up to the upper left, I can see the locker and the pyre. Those are cursed submarines. I think they both had possession crew aboard. So if you roll a six within asset of an enemy ship, you can you can steal a crew and possess it, and it um, and then it goes to the other ship. So they were they tried to use that strategy to curse it, but it's very difficult to pull off. Even in a campaign game where you have the points available, it doesn't really work too well usually. And then we've got some fog hoppers, I believe, in a fog bank up there in the upper left as well. And then the right side of the picture is pretty interesting, though, because the uh, the curse made the ill-advised move of attacking a Spanish fort when they shouldn't have. And the Spanish were a powerhouse faction in this game, and they uh, quickly repelled the attack. And now, even in this picture, they're gearing up to uh, go after the cursed. The Spanish were a bit vulnerable when the curse attacked them, but the curse didn't really have enough support to sustain the attack, and it was an ill-advised move by the curse. So, and you can even see, I think this is El Corazado just launched that turn, probably this five master at the Spanish fort, because um, you can see there's two yellow tokens on the island. So we paid, we had a rule where you could pay 50 gold to upgrade a fort where it could launch stuff. So normally the forts just functioned as forts but then if you brought a 50 gold token to the fort it upgraded it and then you could launch ships and crew from there so they launched some gunships from there and uh they got the spanish got real serious about defending these forts real quick so the cursed uh attack kind of put them on guard and then and then they brought out the best gunship in the game essentially at least on a one-for-one -one basis um and in bigger games so and the cursed they look kind of damaged because they were just attacking the Americans uh, in the southeast. So they made the mistake of attacking the Spanish like on the way back. The cursed are already heading home. They had a north uh, home island in the northeast, so that's why they're you know oriented in that direction. So that's the picture of the day. And then just as a little little side note, uh, my Instagram account at Pirate CSG, I posted my 2000s picture on that account today, which is cool. Um, that's actually also from Vassal Campaign Game 1, and it's perfect timing because uh, this actually shows later in Vassal Campaign Game 1, the Spanish went after the curse with like a super squadron, including El Corazado, and you can see from this picture they've already, uh, they've started smashing the curse, and they headed northeast to go attack the cursed home islands. So the cursed, uh, the cursed angered the strongest faction in that game, so they kind of paid the price, so... So if you're not following me on Instagram and you have an account, um, it's at PirateCSG if you want to check it out. I post there 
every day and I'm doing I started to integrate little clips of uh, video content in there too not just pictures so that's cool um, but that pretty much concludes this this actually went longer than I thought which is cool and uh, I'm gonna try like I've said before I'm gonna try my best to vlog like five days a week Monday through Friday possibly maybe more I did six last week so we'll see what happens and uh, either way I'm hoping to upload a video every day um, in June to YouTube, at least in June, and hopefully beyond. So stay tuned for more, because there's going to be more coming. So give a like, uh, subscribe to the channel, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for watching.